back to a special bonus episode of the Walnuts Review Show, a show where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all sorts of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and we come back here and we discuss it. This is a special year-end mini-episode where we look back on all the stuff we've covered this year. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined by my co-captain, Kyle Spring. Except this week, you're, you're sitting there like, every week we have a brand new story to talk about. That, it's like, well, that's normally not, not what we do. <laughs> now we're, we're not talking about a story, we're talking about times we talked about stories. It's, it's yeah. very meta. We're going up several layers. Good stuff, good stuff. Melissa, how are you? How's your weekend been? How's your week been? It's, it's been fine. We're living in a, a post-Spider-Man No Way Home world. Yeah, we are. We are. I got to go see it uh, on Thursday night. Uh, and I think you saw it yesterday on yes. Friday. Uh, and then, yeah, I think we're going to do our spoiler cast on that tomorrow night. Mm. So exciting stuff. I, I, I haven't <gasps> conferred with you to be like, well, what did you think yet? So <laughs> it's exciting. I will at least say that I loved it. I thought it was it's, fantastic. I've never laughed so much and cried so much at a movie oh, at the same time. I, I know, right? Like, I'm, I'm crying and I have tears in my eyes because something super emotional ha happens. And then, like, the next scene, I'm, I'm laughing so hard, but I'm still crying from the scene right. before. And I'm just like, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I think my eyes were wet for, like, an entire hour for various reasons. <laughs> <laughs> good well i'm i'm glad you enjoyed it uh it was mm -hmm. it, it, it was definitely a great movie i i almost had a another bad experience getting to oh. the theater but i was prepared this time good. i knew yes, i knew you've the learned. signs i knew what to watch out for uh so i made it there on time but yeah <laughs> good stuff good stuff well, uh, Melissa, this whole thing here is kind of what we do every year. We've been doing yeah. it on our retrospective, uh, though, mm. which is usually where we do our review show awards and just kind of yeah. looking back and reflecting on all of the stuff that we covered, uh, picking our favorites and least favorites and best supporting and who would we go on a date <laughs> with, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're still probably going to mention some of that stuff on the retrospective. Uh, but I, you had the idea of like, what if we just kind of spun most of that out into its own review show special thing? Like, let's just yeah, make it a short thing. Yeah, there's always so much stuff I want to talk about in great detail. And I'm worried it's boring for the crossplay guys who weren't involved in most of this. They sit here and twiddle their thumbs and eat pizza while I yell about Halt and Catch Fire for 10 minutes. <laughs> so I thought, let's, we'll still cover some of it in the retrospective, but for the sake of their interest, let's make a little dedicated mini episode where we can have as much space as we want yeah. to talk about the stuff we watched and read together. Absolutely. So here we are. End of We're the here. year. Yeah, uh, let's see, we, we, we I, I feel like we've done a lot, like, looking back, I mean, it's the same amount that we do every year, right? right? but, like, <laughs> for some reason, this one feels like we did a lot, 
Um, it, maybe that's just the nature of the pandemic, or who knows yeah. what. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like we covered a lot and we got a good variety of, of stuff. In we did this, this is a year we we tried some new things we stuck to some of our our old favorites we got superhero stories in there we got all our weird little sci-fi movies we got our halloween spooky month but one thing i, I was proud of is this is the year we read our first book like a yeah. outside of graphic novels and comics we read house of leaves yeah uh, i had to which learn to read the, to, to right. figure out how to read this book <laughs> it took me a bit by but. default <laughs> Gets the award for best book, <laughs> best novel. I don't know. I would say that's the worst book that we read all year. <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> truly a unique experience. I'm very glad that was something we got to do together, that that's the book we decided to try this out with. Yeah. And one of my favorite House moments from the review show this year is when you asked me, what do you think was the scariest part of the book? And I'm like, well, it's really small and it doesn't play that big of a part, but I think it was this part. And you're like, I was thinking of the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real mind meld moment. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Like, it's just so, so effective the way that they, they did that one, that one. So for a little bit of context, if you don't remember, House of Leaves was the, the book that we read this year. Uh, and it's about a house that, is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Uh, it has True. these kind of supernatural qualities that if you go inside this uh, certain room, it just leads to nothingness. Like, it just leads to black. And, like, there, there is rooms and space inside of it. It's not just, like, this endless abyss of pure nothingness. Like, there are stairways mm. and doors and, and stuff like that inside, but there's no windows, there's no lights, there's nothing in there. Mm. It's just, it's just creepy and dark and black. And, uh, yeah, they spent, like, a, a whole chapter like explaining how <laughs> how <laughs> how <laughs> how echoes work and and mm. just yeah like all of this stuff and then there's a particular sentence at the end of that chapter huh. where a child says something that could have been mistaken for her saying something else that makes yeah. it sound like it, it It just it was this like really weird thing where it's just like <gasps> that was really spooky and they just spent this whole chapter <laughs> like setting me up for this thing it's like setting uh, you up with like ac academic essays like yes. you spent a chapter reading these really dry academic essays and that leads to the scariest thing you've ever read yeah yeah and it, it, it was like it seems boring to explain it but in in the context mm. of, of the book it, it was haunting it was just like oh god yeah. so like that that ugh. like made my stomach like twist and it was just like oh mm -hmm. i i don't like this but yeah good stuff good stuff there mm -hmm. all right um so where do we want to begin? Do do we have ah. do we want to do award stuff first? Do you have more stuff that you want to like talk mm. about and before before we do the award stuff? 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of what we do want to save for the retrospective. I think in the retrospective, we'll just list everything that we did. You know, so then at least our 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 fellow whatnots are aware of what we covered, even when they weren't around yeah. for it. I I, f- I feel like the retrospective will be like, here is some h- highlights of this, yeah. this stuff. Like, here's what we picked as our favorite. Here is our best supporting mm. character. Here's a few of the songs from Melissa's. Yeah, we'll just recap everything. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read through everything now? Sure. I've Let's got go it up. It. Okay. So we started this year. Uh, by watching all of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies to date. So we came back and we watched uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Inspector in preparation for No Time to Die later this mm-hmm. year, which we did cover on the Reactor Core. Then we read the DC comic Gotham by Gaslight and watched the animated movie. We listened to season one of the audio drama The Amelia Project. Then we watched uh, The Queen's Gambit, a limited Netflix series. Uh, Our first monthly ongoing series of the year was that we watched all four seasons of the show Halt and Catch Fire. Mm -hmm. We watched the movie In Bruges. We watched season one of the K-drama Love Alarm. We read the all three volumes of the Valiant Comics series Live Wire. We read The Vision in preparation for WandaVision. There was another exciting thing we got to do this year compared to last year when there was so little content happening. This year we got to watch and read and listen to things in relation or preparation for a thing that was coming out new that year. Yep. So that was good to have that back. We watched season one of My Hero Academia. We watched the movie The Devil All the Time. Uh, For episode 151, we watched Pokemon, the first movie. We had to. We listened to... (laughs) Yeah. We listened to the audio drama in another room. Uh, we watched Pacific Rim, finally. We read the first two volumes of the comic, The Unwritten. Uh, and during a week where I was out, I, I, I had my, co- my second bo- COVID shot. And so I was like completely out of it. Ignacio joined you and you both watched the anime movie, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Yeah. Uh, which I know nothing about. Blank spot for me. I never looked <laughs> that up on my own. Uh, then we watched the movie The Mitchells versus the Machines. We watched The Kid Detective, another movie. Our next ongoing monthly series after we finished Halt and Catch Fire was we watched all three seasons of the German Netflix show Dark. Yeah. It was a big time travel year for us. Then we watched season one of The Way of the House Husband, another anime. Uh, the show Dimension 404, an anthology sci-fi show. We read both volumes of the Doctor Doom comic by Christopher Cantwell. Creator we watched of, uh, the Halt and Catch Fire. Oh. Yeah, we had a lot of connective tissue this year. One thing we do one thing and it would lead us to something else. Uh, we watched the Japanese live action comedy show Kantaro, the Sweet Tooth Salary Man. Yep. And then for the three episodes where you were on vacation, I had other co-hosts join me. My friend Audrey joined me and we read a graphic novel called Folklords. A friend of the show, Jack, joined me and we watched the Netflix show Maniac. Uh, And then my brother Jams came by and we read the comic series Check, Please, which is a hockey romantic comedy. There you go. And then you came back and we read the first four volumes of the manga Princess Jellyfish. We listened to the audio drama Passenger List. We watched the Netflix sci-fi movie Stowaway. We read House of Leaves. 
Uh, we had the great Digimon debate where Ellen and Ignacio joined <laughs> us to argue about Digimon the movie and the original like three Japanese mini movies that were edited together to create this American movie. Yep. And which one is better, For- the subbed or the dubbed version? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't just that. It was like the original source material and then like the edited down like 80 minute weird compilation of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Shame Timber, my movie was Aliens and your movie was Looper. Yeah. And then we started our next ongoing monthly series, the final one of the year, watching all three seasons of The Leftovers. For Spooky Month, we watched the Australian mockumentary Lake Mungo. The Netflix show Brand New Cherry Flavor, classic Beetlejuice, read the graphic novel, uh, the first two volumes of the comic Something is Killing the Children, and we watched the original version of the movie Suspiria from 1977, and then its remake from 2018, which Mm -hmm. was something else that we'd never done before. Like, we'd read a comic and then watch its movie adaptation, but we'd never covered a movie and the remake of the movie. Yeah. Uh, we wa- uh, we read Flashpoint, the DC Comics event Flashpoint. We watched Kiki's Delivery Service. And then finally, for the holidays, we watched the rom-com Love Hard. And from HBO Max, the brand new nostalgic 80s-fueled 8-bit Christmas. Yeah. Quite a bit. Good variety. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Let me what ask you were... this, Melissa. Uh-huh. Looking back on all the stuff that we did, is there is there something that you feel like we didn't get to that in the new oh, year man. you would like to like, hey, we didn't really do this genre or I would like to do oh. another K drama or we've we've done comics, but they've mainly been superhero comics. So what if we do comics about this thing? Is, is there something like that that you would like That's... to bring into the new year or something to do more of? That's true. We, I don't think we, well, no, f- you weren't here, but when we read Folklords, that was a Western comic about non-superhero stuff. And so was The Unwritten. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, we did have a good variety this year. I think there's individual things that I wanted to pitch that I just didn't get included this year that I've got like front loaded for the beginning of next year. But in terms sure. of mediums or genres, oh, I think we did well. There's stuff that we covered that I I think we covered sufficiently that I want to do more of something I'm finding really rewarding is when we watch live action, international entertainment. Like I love okay. the, the foreign shows. I think that's really interesting. Uh, you know, we spent so much time this year with dark. We watched love alarm. We watched Kantaro, the sweet tooth salary man in past years. We watched the forest and typewriter the typewriters one that like I keep referring back to that was a really fun experience I like to do that I want to explore more international content in the years to come good goal achieved that has always been like a goal of mine of love of of just like there's so much good stuff out there that people tend to ignore just because they have to read subtitles and I get that I, I understand it, right? There are absolutely times where it's just like, I don't want to mm. read, like I'm too tired or I'm building a little Gundam model at the same time or something, which, by the way, my parents. Yeah. Just bought me a big guy. Big oh, my God. Here. The psycho Gundam. Wow. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a nice treat from parents to buy you a Gundam. Yeah, that was an early <laughs> Christmas gift there. Um, I want to say, but, speaking of international entertainment, I wanted to mention to you that I was in the uh, beauty store Ulta this week. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes they will do, or many cosmetics brands will do, like a collaboration with like a, a pop culture property and they'll have like, it's a WandaVision themed eyeshadow palette or something. Sure, yeah. I forget what the brand was, but there was an entire end cap of money heist themed yep. makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money heist is huge. It's great. I, I just finished this, this series because mm. uh, they, they did the like second part of their final season oh uh like a week ago ish um yeah great show highly recommend it it's all in spanish uh but yeah yeah it's it's phenomenal <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and that's I'm a show we talked we about foreign content on on yeah stuff we talked about money heist was it when season three or four came out we did a special episode of the Reactor Core where you'd seen all of it and you explained yeah. everything to me because I'd never seen any of it. So you explained the show to date and then whatever the newest season was. Yeah, we were kind of doing an experiment on the Reactor yeah. Core to be like, can can like some sometimes art interests don't necessarily align, yeah. but we still want to talk about those things. So would it be OK if like for an hour and a, a, a half, like one of us like just geeks out and explains this whole whole thing to yeah. the other? And we didn't really stick with that experiment. Oh. I don't think it necessarily worked out well you might know. see it again down the road if need be but I, yeah it depends I on like we're gonna keep and stuff like that it depends on if there's something one of us is super jazzed about that the other person just isn't able to watch like i wasn't going to catch up on multiple seasons of money heist and we did one where i explained good omens to you and you didn't have access to amazon prime at that time so you yeah. couldn't have watched it. <laughs> That's yeah. why we did like those two experiment episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I while I don't think that we might do experiments like that as often, our money heist episode is still like one of our highest performing episodes <laughs> of all time. So wow. It's kind of wild. The, and to mention another high performing episode, I know you talked about season one of Dark on the original incarnation of the show that was just called The Whatnots. You and your former co-host Paul talked podcast. about it. Yeah. And that was one of the, the most popular episodes. And there was another reason why we wanted to cover Dark this year. I'd never seen it. You really wanted to show it to me. We were thinking a mm-hmm. lot about time travel stories in conjunction with loki which came out around that time in the summer so yeah, uh, yeah. we're also like let's talk about the rest of dark let's do dark again and complete the thing now <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah i i i i had fun i had a blast with all of this this stuff here um, I think for me, though, in the new year, 
the stuff that I kind of want to bring to the table. I do want to do another cave drama just to get it mm. so we don't just have like we did our one box checked right right like I, yeah I and it's like a very more in there yeah and it's like a teen romantic soap opera which is very specific and i'm sure we could find so much else that's in completely different genres sure yeah uh on top of that i i don't think we've really ever done kaiju movies or something. i mean pacific rim you could yeah. put in there right with like the giant mechs and they're fighting giant monsters but like like mm. kaiju proper like I like we we haven't watched a Godzilla movie. We watched we those watched... Netflix animated ones, but it it is different. Yes, we did. That was a few years ago. Um, but I I think I think we just need more kaiju. Just sure. More 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 giant monsters, right? <laughs> I I can understand that. that. Yeah, that is something that I this want to bring more. Uh, next next year <laughs> this might also be a way for you to sneak some mechs in there maybe yeah uh yeah <laughs> exactly i mean there are some like pacific rim spin not not, not spin-offs per se but yeah there's like a pacific rim anime um stuff like that that i could do that have the kaiju and gi giant mechs Stuff like that. So it's stuff. <laughs> All right. What are some to... of your favorite? Oh, go for it. Hmm? No, I was going to ask, it. what are some of your favorite things we covered this year? Yeah. Um, so of my favorite stuff, this one was a hard year to pick like one thing that was a standout that yeah. was my favorite. Um, of course, in Shame Timber, we covered Looper which is a movie that I was ashamed to have said that I hadn't seen until then because I knew mm -hmm. I was going to like it. I, it's, it's a time travel movie. It's a crime noir. Like, it's just right up my alley. Uh, and yeah, I watched it and I was like, damn, I love this. <laughs> this is yeah. great. Um, <laughs> of course. I, but yeah, like that was one that I like, I kind of knew that I would l like there. Um, Halt and Catch Fire, I, I think, is also one that we keep going back to. Yes. We, we, we both really, really loved the characters in in that. And I think it's one that if they suddenly announced season five and six, we would be there in a heartbeat. Right. Like, yes. Drop everything you're doing. Turn the TV on. <laughs> go watch it. Go binge it. Like, it, like that's we would be right there. That was something we covered towards the beginning of the year. We finished it in April. It, it's, you know, eight months later. I still think about it all the time. I think Halt and Catch yes. Fire has, yeah. like, worked its way deep into my heart. It, it really has. Um, yeah, I, like, it's, it's, it's one that I think you, you just think about a lot because it... The, sh the show st like had so much potential, still ha has so much potential. And mm -hmm. it's just the, the drama in all the characters lives. You you are just so fascinated about how they drift apart and then come back together in new ways. And 
just have these like like they've known each other for so long but their relationship used to be like this thing and now it's this and it yeah it's just kind of fascinating to to it's watch it all it's remarkable and it does something it's like a very small character-based show it really rotates around like five main characters and it's so down to earth and realistic like there's not a lot of like plot machinations there's no mythology there's no mysteries it is just interpersonal character relationships for four seasons and it it gets so much out of that it's a real treat i think it's something special absolutely um two more things i i i have down here mm-hmm. uh i i kind of knew going into since i had read this before but something is killing the children is one of my favorite comics from this past year or i guess since 2020 i think is when it started um but yeah that book is fantastic and i am eagerly awaiting volume four um and Mm wanting that that series to continue they've started a spin-off series uh to to that one called house of slaughter uh which i have not checked oh, yeah. out yet um but it is a it's a prequel i guess now that i know a little bit more about what it is it's a prequel to the series okay about how God, I, I don't remember his name, but that one character who okay, was yeah. also it's how he got to be kind of where he was in the House of Slaughter, like where he got to be, like how he got to have his position there. Uh, so it's interesting. I'm looking forward to checking that out eventually. Um yeah, I, I just that, that that book was fantastic. It's, it's imaginative. It's scary. Mm. It's like it has that good like small town vibe. It has just like yeah. uh, it's just it's a, it's a good mix of stuff. So good. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, Kentaro the Sweet Tooth Salary Man. That one is another <laughs> one that that has stuck with me. Of just like man, this show is so good. Like, mm. it, like it. Some of the stuff they did in that was just brilliant. It, it, it was, it was just incredibly hilarious. It was just so stupid and fun. Like they just, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. Like that is just pure joy. Is is what that show yes. was, and it's just like, yeah, you, you, you can't not like this show. It's so good. Uh huh. It's. Oh. I love that. The premise is that it's a businessman who is secretly obsessed with desserts and sweets and he runs a sweets blog and he would go out on these sales calls and sneak away, sneak away from the business he was visiting to go to one of these local cafes and try try a treat. And it's just about, can he keep the secret? Can he get back to the office in time? But most of the episode... It's in, it spends like 10 or 15 minutes on just the transcendent, out-of-body, hallucinatory experience he has when he's the eating The orgasmic experiences right. that he has. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to another world. He eats something with a peach, and then he ima- it's so good, he imagines like, I, I want to become the peach. I am the peach. And he imagines himself with a peach for a head, and he goes on a little <laughs> peach adventure. Yeah, it's the show is ridiculous, but it's so good. It's mm. so funny. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Great stuff with that. So uh, those some were of my, my favorites. Awesome. That's a good list. I besides Halt and Catch Fire, another thing that's really stuck with me is the show Maniac, which I mm. watched when you weren't here, but you've you've watched I've, it previously on your it, yeah. own time. Mm-hmm. Maniac was wild. <laughs> it's so inventive. It's changing itself like every episode or within the episode so much. It's so stylistically impressive. There was a shot in one of the episodes that was so amazing. I like wanted to stop what I was doing and like text somebody, like call them just like, can I describe this shot to you? Can I describe this mise-en-scene? You won't believe how this is framed. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. That one, that one didn't stick with me as, as much. I, I don't remember it as, as much as I, like, I, I, I remember when the, like, commercials came out for that one. And I was like, oh, that looks incredible. Like, I need to watch that. And I eventually did. And yes, I liked it a lot, but it, it just, it never stuck with me the way that uh, you're dis, 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 describing that it, that it stuck with you. Mm-hmm. I, I dug it a lot. It really worked on me. I want to watch it again, especially now that uh, we've watched The Leftovers. Because, mm-hmm. like, I can't believe Justin Theroux is in both of those shows. Like, he's, his performances, the character he's playing, the way he looks is so different. Uh, it's, it's like yeah. a magic trick. It's like, no, it's not him. That must be his twin. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good stuff with that. Did you have any more favorites? Um... Uh, to mention a comic, not just you know, TV. Oh, well, to give a couple other things in different mediums. I'd say my favorite comic was The Vision. The Vision okay, was yeah. wonderful. I, I think a lot about that, how much of that comic was narrated by these unknown narrators. Like you'd spend issues with somebody and then not know who was talking to you until like the end of that chapter. And it's all foreshadowing and dramatic irony and little did he know that this would turn into this and there's a lot to get out of it it's very it's emotionally impactful and eerie and unsettling in a way that has stuck with me yeah and it like it it has that fantastical side right of it being Mm. robots and superheroes in the marvel universe and all that stuff but it really is a story that focuses like on just this small thing that i think every human being thinks about and it's just like what does it mean to be a normal person yeah and it's just like that I, I think is like the hallmark of what great sci-fi does mm-hmm. is it like takes this very human problem or issue or something and just removes it by one step. And it's like, OK, now now it's all going to be aliens or now it's all going to be robots instead. And it just it really shines a light on the stuff. And I think that's exactly what it what it did there. So mm-hmm. bravo to the vision. One yeah. of my favorites as well. What were some of your favorite individual performances of the year? I wanted to talk about this. Individual actors uh, that, that you want to shout out. Um, let me see here. Let's see, um, I think for me. I, 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 I absolutely have to go with. 
Tilda Swinton. It's Suspiria. Because oh. <laughs> I, I did not know the <laughs> trivia that uh, is around that. I mentioned it to one of my roommates because uh, I had asked them if they had seen it. And at first they had said no, but then as I started disco- describing it, they, they, they were like, oh, yeah, I, I, I have seen that. And then I, same thing, blew their mind with the like, well, Tilda Swinton is in this movie. She plays the dance instructor, but she also plays someone else in that. And (laughs) I guarantee you, you didn't know. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that that just blew my mind that like like how you Mm -hmm. were mentioning that Justin Theroux can be in both of these roles and they just completely change who they are. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating. And yeah, you get this in the same movie and it's just like this is like how how do they do this this is wild what a triumph yeah i we had a lot of amazing physical performances this year we think about everything that the guy from kantaro does with his face right how many distinct orgasmic reactions he has to how good a dessert (laughs) is I think about Rosa Salazar and all yes, of her contortions in in brand new cherry flavor. Um, and I, I th- Dakota Johnson is on my list for Suspiria. She, her shoulder blades alone get an award. <laughs> okay. Best performance by individual body part goes to Dakota Johnson's shoulder blades. Oh. Uh, I, 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 I think we could also kind of nominate the entire cast of Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, Lee Pace oh. is, uh, we, we all know he's fantastic. He's an actor's actor, mm. I feel like, right? Um, <laughs> Good. But, but then, like, to, to, to see all the stuff that Scoots McNary gets up to. And oh, my God. I, I, I apologize. I don't know the actor. Tris's names, but the 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 spouses and the good g- girl who played yeah Cameron, yeah Mackenzie uh, like, Davis and Carrie Bichet yeah like they what what an just, ensemble they're, they're all just phenomenal it, yeah and, that's and that is such a small character based show and they really knocked it out of the park with the casting it's so well cast I could put any of them up here yeah. my performance of the year I think I will have to give it to Scoot because. I've been familiar with Lee Pace from various things for years. He's like my top five most handsome people I can name off the top of my head. (laughs) He's so magnetic. He's so charismatic. But you watch these scenes between Joe and Gordon and you're like, why do I keep staring at Gordon? He's so magnetic. There's something about him. Scoot McNary's like a a real favorite of mine now. He's somebody I'm really going to look for in other things. Yeah, he's in he's in actor that is always solid in everything he does he's a phenomenal actor uh yeah he's in he's in a lot lot of stuff that you didn't realize he was in and not in the like whoa look at all those that makeup that i didn't know tilda swinton was also this other character like it's not that it's just like he has smaller roles and stuff like he's in batman v superman uh he's in true detective he's in like he's in all sorts of stuff and he's great he's great in argo Argo, which is a movie where he's also married to Carrie Bichet. And it's like that was a dry run for Halt and Catch Fire. There you go. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, he's 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 great mm. in that. I think Tilda Swinton takes the cake for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to shout out the kid from Looper. Another yes, episode yeah. where we spent so much time talking about that performance of this like five-year-old boy in Looper who does yep. so well. Absolutely. He's playing a character who is going to grow up to become a super villain unless you know the using time travel our titular character well not our titular character his name is not looper it's not like his name is joseph gordon looper (laughs) (laughs) you know like that's why all this time travel is happening is to stop these tragedies from happening to this kid so that he grows up and he becomes this like absolute terror in the world And there's a Mm -hmm. scene where there is sort of a perspective flash forward of, well, if you don't take these actions, this is what's going to happen to this kid. And this five-year-old, however old this kid is, looks like an absolute menace. I've never seen a child look so terrifying. He's such a good actor, too. Like, his line delivery was outstanding. Mm. And it just it leaves such an impression because child actors, especially when they're that young, mm. usually it's hit or miss, but it's usually more miss than it is hit. And then you just have to go in with the understanding that, like, it's a child. Yeah. Right. And God, it just what a great performance. Mm. So good. So good. And then I wanted to mention uh, a vocal only performance. We talk about audio dramas on this show. We do. I want to give my vocal performance award to Kelly Marie Tran in Passenger List. Yeah. She does a great job of playing somebody who is completely driven to getting to the bottom of a mystery, but is also aware of how invasive and intrusive and possibly like rude and offensive she has to be in questioning people to get to the bottom of this mystery the fact that you can like hear her cringing so many times when she's like do you think your brother may have been a terrorist like she's she plays the desperation and the discomfort and the feeling of being like absolutely lost and alone really well absolutely absolutely i i in fact i I've been watching all the Star Wars films with my girlfriend and we just got to the one that she's in. We we just watched a, the the last Jedi uh, and uh, and I was like and there she is in Star Wars and mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. She's good. She's a good yeah. actor for sure. I also want to give a, a special award. We talked about like the strength of casting in a halt and catch fire. What a great ensemble that is. I also want to shout out love alarm, which is this very soapy teen romance show. But those three leads we had were so solid, like way better than the show needed them to be. I think that was a show that I think worked for me on the strength of those three performances. I gotcha. Got me attached to those characters in ways that I don't think I would have otherwise. But this year we had a lot of, intergenerational casting uh dark a time travel show where we see characters in like multiple generations like i think we will see three or four different actors playing the same character at different times in their lives the the casting on dark was 
incredible. Like, yes, absolutely. that absolutely is adult Magnus. You found him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I, the I, devil I all the time is another. Hmm? I was just going to say one more thing on 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 Dark. I know we mentioned it in the season three uh, when, when we covered season three. But yeah, there is at, at least one example in there where they got the like child of the actor to play the like oh, younger yeah. version. I, I don't know if it was only that one case or, or not. But there is one that was like it looks like the younger version of that because that's the that's yeah. their, that's their kid. So good stuff. The, the devil all the time was a nut. It was a movie that didn't work for me as well, but that was my favorite part of it was just how well cast it was. Like, yeah, that character does like you got the actor who looks like they are the child of those two previous <clears throat> actors from the flashbacks. Good yeah. job. Yep. Good stuff with that. Um, do you want to do our, I think, one of I, our all-time favorite awards? The uh... Well, I before we do that, I did want to mention uh, something I've done in past years is that I look at the year we're reviewing and then the previous year, and I okay. see if there's any actors that we've covered two years in a row. Uh, I've got a couple of these. It isn't an sure. extensive list, and I didn't go into, like, uh, animation voiceover if I wanted to go through everybody who had a small voice role in the Venture Brothers last year, I absolutely could. But in the interest of time, I've got a short list here. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Willis has shown up for us several times accidentally. Last yeah. year, he had a, a small role in Moonrise Kingdom. And we watched the whole Unbreakable trilogy. And we watched The Fifth Element. And this year, he's back in Looper. I just happened to watch um, him in 12 Monkeys on oh, my, yeah. my, my, my own, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> is, <laughs> is, is, is also about like something happened to him when he was a young kid and bad things happened down the road. Now he has to go back in time to fix those things, just like in Looper. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Looper, we, we covered another Ryan Johnson movie last year, Knives Out. I think mm-hmm. in Knives Out, Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays like a voice on a phone. I think he's got a cameo in a lot of Ryan Johnson films. I think there's, I forget his name, but there is a, a friend of his who's got a small role in both movies. Maybe Noah Sagan. I didn't, I didn't have time okay. to double check this. In my notes, I literally just wrote down Ryan's friend. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, also, I forget his name, but the guy who played Moriarty in Sherlock at the beginning of the year uh, was a yeah. villain inspector. We've got him. Adam Brody, he's another standout for me. He was my favorite part of Ready or Not last year. He's Mm -hmm. also in The Kid Detective, which is another another one of my favorites from that year. That movie's fascinating. It's a good one. Uh, uh, We have had, speaking of uh, James Bond, Judi Dench. Last year we watched uh, Murder in the Orient Express. This year we watched those Bonds. We got Mads Mikkelsen in Bond. Last year we watched him in Hannibal. Daniel Craig himself, you know, Bond this year. He was uh, out. a Benoit yeah. Blanc last year. Yeah. D.B. Woodside was in the one season of Lucifer we watched last year, and he shows up in one episode of Halt and Catch Fire. Unfortunately, doesn't return. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy from the Unbreakable, well, not the whole Unbreakable trilogy, but Split and Glass last year and mm-hmm. Queen's Gambit this year. Another show I really love 
it came out at the end of 20, uh, 2020, and that's when I watched it. And we covered it at the beginning of 2021, so I didn't rewatch it. It was still fresh enough in my mind. So I keep forgetting to think about it as part of like this year's content. Yeah. Uh, Tony Collette was in Knives Out last year and in Stowaway this year. And mm-hmm. also in Stowaway this year, Daniel Day Kim, who had a small role as a scientist in Spider-Man 2. Never you forget. Sure did. Yep. <laughs> so there's probably more, but that's my short list. That's a handful of actors we've seen uh, two years in a row. Perhaps we will see them again. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Which one of skin our? Do you boy, want to move on to skin the... boy? Skin okay. boy. Skin boy. Okay. So <laughs> this is the Skin Boy Memorial Award for supporting players. It's for some of our favorite minor supporting characters in any story we've covered this year named after uh, a character from the comic series harrow county who's just skin he's just enchanted like possessed skin who like flops around and helps the main witch character do things yep yep you, you know how you sometimes joke 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 around of like oh yeah the stupid skin suit that i have on mm. that's exactly what he is he's a skin suit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep he's a onesie who (laughs) he is who who does your skin boy award go to this year uh someone that you have already mentioned mine goes to scoots mcneary uh because i i i i i I think you could argue for him being one of the main characters in there he's the second lead yeah I mean, I mean, yeah, but like, that's the thing. I think Lee Pace is the actor that they got to like lead the show. Yeah. Even still, that being said, I feel like all of the characters in their own way are the lead actors of that show, which also then just makes them all supporting characters for one another. (laughs) Like that show is filled with supporting characters. Like there is no lead character in in that. Yeah. I think that's partly what's so fascinating like it's an ensemble ca- ca- cast that mm-hmm. is not meant to be like oh like they're all supporting for superman and batman here right like those those are the leaders of the justice league but we still have the rest of the t- team this is like oh they're all on the same level here of like being mm-hmm. interesting and great acting skills and all that stuff. But I I think, yeah, in the way that you were drawn to his character and his acting skill, I, I, I was too. But like, I think on on like it was more like on paper, like he's he's <laughs> he's the supporting actor here. <laughs> Do you have anybody that you'd like to nominate for this award who truly is in a small role? Because that's that's how I've always imagined this award is for like, this is the person who's like, I don't know, seventh on the call sheet, who's way down there, who's in it very minorly, but still gives you something that you remember throughout the rest of the year. Sure. Um, let's, let, me, let me see here. I, I might have to think on on. Okay, so I've go got mine. Yours. Yeah. This is a supporting character who really is a minor part of the movie that they're in. But when we talked about this movie, both of us had 
a completely different like headcanon for what this guy's background was and what he did okay. before he arrived in the events of the story. Both of us took this minor character and looked at him in completely different ways, got completely different uses out of him. We talked about him for like 10 minutes in an episode full of lots of things we could have talked about. I'm giving my Skin Boy Memorial Award to Otho from Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay, okay, Otho. I was like, yeah. who is she talking about? What's going on? That's a good one. Yeah, because we, 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 we did talk about him a lot in that mm -hmm. one. Interesting. Other okay. nominees, um, the twin boys from season one of The Leftovers. Sure. Yeah. There's a I, lot more that could be said about the leftovers. <laughs> there, 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 there is. There's a lot. So there's all right. So I've been looking through all of the stuff that we covered. Yeah. There's a couple that I think I can mention here. Um, mm. uh, I don't remember her name, but there was the character in the Queen's Gambit that was the for friend yes. from the yes. orphanage just the, the fact yeah, that that's she, a good one. she was there for her the entire time like even after they had like lost contact she, she was still like rooting for 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 her right just to have her mm. in the in that corner um there is a nice thing yeah um and then I had where did it go here? Um, where did it go? What was I going to do? Oh, uh, in House of Leaves, actually, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the main character's brother who like just oh, kind of yes! like gives up his life to just go be oh. at this house and like help his brother yeah, through that's this such a good one madness yeah and then yeah. by the end of the end of that story he just has this like tragic dead death um that it is it, he just like gets gets swallowed up by the the house here i i don't remember his his i'm looking name, through my but... notes about this uh, I took some notes on the book. I, it might have been like Tim or Tom or something. I forget. Yeah, I don't know if it's like in that. here. It's, it's a real simple right. name. It's just sort of like an uncle name. That's a that's a really good one. Yeah, because he he was just so like ready, like not like enthusiastic about like, yeah, like let's go explore. Like let's do this. But he was, he like, he recognized that his brother was in need and needed help and was willing to give up his, his own life literally to help them figure out what this was. So, yeah. That's you great. Go. This, you reminded me of something else I wanted to talk about, which is, Recurring themes we've come across in the stories we've covered this year. Uh, between uh, Halt and Catch Fire and The Leftovers, we've got a wife hiding her pregnancy from her husband. That was yeah. something that struck me. That was the first one I wrote down. Uh, between The Leftovers and Dark, we've got a flashback to a party that was happy. But since you were flashing back to it, you've got the dramatic irony of how bad everything goes. So it becomes so tragic watching these people like listening to heaven is a place on earth and dancing around. Mm -hmm. And digging a hole. Yep. 
Kevin digs some holes. There's the uh, pivotal <laughs> moment in Halt and Catch Fire where Gordon digs a hole in his backyard. <laughs> One of the highlights hey. of the entire year. Do you have me pick individual moments from narratives we've covered this year? Gordon Maybe I'd pick the hole. <laughs> Gordon digs a <Yeah>. hole. <laughs> it's riveting. Um, detectives with eye patches. we've got got detective Wolner in dark and then for like one scene kevin gets interrogated by a detective with an eye patch in the leftovers uh baby jesus antics that's a whole episode of the leftovers where jill steals the baby jesus doll out of the nativity scene outside the church and then it also came up in love heart yeah Uh, another (laughs) theme is Men who look good with beards and without beards. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I look back on the year and I thought about how, like, in season, it's season three of The Leftovers, Kevin comes back and he has a beard and then all of his acolytes, <laughs> like Kevin and Matt, like John and Matt have also grown beards and you don't know if it's coincidental or if they did it to emulate Kevin, their god. Uh, and yeah. then the, the various, like, facial hair changes that uh joe and gordon go through over the decade that halt and catch fire covers i'm sure there's other options but those are things that just stuck out to me actors who you see them with a beard and without a beard and you're like both looks are good thanks for showing me both looks and i think the ultimate theme (laughs) uniting theme of things we covered this year is glimpses at alternate worlds this was the main point of dark This was the main point of uh, Mm -hmm. this happened a lot in The Leftovers. This happened in Flashpoint. This isn't something the character is experiencing, but it's something we, the audience, are experiencing in Gotham by Gaslight, a DC Elseworlds story. This happens in in Maniac. This even happens at the end of Halt and Catch Fire. Radon and Cameron imagine, what if we did start another business together? And they go through the entire spiel of well we'd call it this and then like over their heads like the sign of what their theoretical company would be appears and then when they're like yeah but the company would just crumble then like the sign like clicks off it is delit that's that's my nomination i think that's a theme we ran into several times this year i think last year's theme was like sibling team-ups we had a lot of like pairs of siblings groups of siblings who were out there getting things done whether it be like taking down a giant corporation or fighting a man in a butterfly costume yeah (laughs) indeed indeed that stuff um date who would you most likely want to go on a date with that's what i want to know is this our is this our final segment I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you still have the the, pl- the playlist, right? Oh my god! Right? Yes. Okay. This will yeah. The playlist will be last. Uh, the Dream Date Award. Um, I I think I w- <laughs> I've got two. One of them is Detective Wolner, the eye patch detective from okay. Dark. <laughs> I, he's handsome. He's mysterious. He seems nice. He he keeps in touch with his family. Uh, he's the one and that, this like, is the only doesn't get wrapped up in all of these like right, dark revenge plots and stuff. Yeah. Nothing ever happens to Detective Wolner. He just lives in town and does his job. 
Well, he always gets hurt. I, is is the thing? If it's not his eye, it's his ear or, or something, right? The, like, yeah, I love when we see him in an alternate universe. He still has the eye, but he's lost an arm. That's yeah. also the one joke that Dark has. Dark is the <laughs> darkest show we've ever watched. It's so grim. It's so dour. That's like the one so joke good. they allow themselves. Is the guy with the unexplained eye patch. Um. And this is the only date I've kind of been able to achieve. A couple of weeks ago, I did go on a date with a guy who just had, he had both his eyes. He had all his limbs, but he had like <laughs> a similar hair. Like he had a, re, like the same, like sort of nice, thick, longish hair. And he'd been, he'd spent several years like studying abroad and living in Germany. And he still kind of had a oh, German accent. So like, this is the closest I've ever gotten actually getting one of these dream dates. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, and I, my other one, I think maybe my dream date of the year. Gotta give it to Q. I love Q. Q. Okay, yeah. Q would be a good one. That'd be a good one for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's often, like, he's also seen in those James Bond movies, like, trying to do, like, a romantic dinner or stuff like that. And it just gets ruined. Like, the guy just needs a date right like yeah he just i'll needs... take him out we'll go to the museum yeah. we'll drink tea his cats are hairless so i won't be allergic to them you there and you i go. can make it work yeah there you go there you go <laughs> good stuff um so i i i have a list of a couple people uh here this was also a year that i was just like i couldn't pick like right. there was not like one in particular that stood out um but I, I think mine are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum as 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 oh. you, uh, whereas mine are, yeah, mine are like more of the ones that would probably are... only last for a date. <laughs> right. Mine are like sensible career men with nice hair. <laughs> mine, mine are the like the punks and the like more mysterious <laughs> like like this right. probably isn't gonna work out is it <laughs> like mm. but it'd be fun oh. to go on one date with them for before you forget i want to shout out another important eye patch character which is okay. the girl from a brand new cherry flavor i had yep. to count up every eye patch don't forget about i think her name was mary i don't remember her name but i remember she was there and she was missing an eye yep absolutely uh so the first character that i have written down on here is erica slaughter from oh. something is killing the children uh i i i i picked her i just like her her aesthetic her aesthetic like the the way yeah. she 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 looked like she she looks cool like that like mm -hmm. she looks like someone that i i would want to be friends with and get to know but like I said, it probably wouldn't last long. Like it, it, it'd be an interesting conversation if she was willing to like sit down and actually talk well, with me. Right. <laughs> you both love camping out for hours in a chain bar and grill. Exactly. We have so much in common. See. <laughs> Yeah, but like it, it just it seems mm. like she has some interesting stories to t t t tell. I know she's a character that probably wouldn't want to talk about them or open mm. up. Uh, but yeah. 
uh, on top of that, Lisa Nova from Brand New Cherry yeah. Flavor. I, I think just with my art background, like yes. to get to t- talk about the, the art and, 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 and stuff that she is trying to make, I think would be fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Cameron from Halt and Catch Fire. Of, a, of course. A, yeah. Again. Ultimate babe. Yeah, uh, but also, also again goes in line with the more like punk flavor that I've yeah. I, I have my 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 theme here with. Plus, she designs video g- 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 games, and I love video games, mm-hmm. uh, so that that would be fascinating. Uh, and then, last but not least, I I, I had to look up her name because um, I I didn't remember it. This is one I. I, I think fits the least with the three that I just mentioned, but in her own way could probably fit. Uh, Dobashi from Kentaro. <laughs> this is the the one who was also interested in sweets, but was the yes. like darker, mysterious yeah. girl. Good. Um, that was was like also super obsessive with like I need to expose him and his secret. Like she was. She was an interesting character because she was yes. also so passionate about this, this stuff. Um, and and yeah, it was just like like there's there, there's something about her. like she she has the just like darker, mysterious side, right? Of, of like, mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like there's more to her than she's not letting on. And that is the that is the like mysteriousness of of like i i want to see what else you're about like t- tell me wow. more here yeah. <laughs> so. you go for the, the darker mysterious punk ones i think the darkest I, character i, I considered putting on my list was the kid detective adult kid detective adam brody <laughs> yeah yeah that that would be that'd be good that'd, that'd be good I, I I think those dates would be fun. They, they if if nothing else would be good conversations. Would 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 burn hot for for a short t- yeah. time and then would yeah f- fizzle out. I'm sure I'm sure. Mm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Those would be okay. my my dates there. It's not. Uh, this is always this is a fun good year. Yeah. The the final segment, every year I make a playlist of songs from or representing content we've covered the year. The first time I did yeah. this, I like had the idea to do it like two hours before we recorded. Uh, and this year I also like forgot I was supposed to do it and did it in like the hour before I sat down here. So there's only 21 songs. It's not very comprehensive. Okay. <laughs> it's, you know, I got to do at least some semblance of this every year. Uh, so, of course, we start the playlist with Skyfall, the best of the Bond themes. Mm-hmm. Repres- following that up, uh, not everything gets a song, unfortunately. We skip ahead to the Queen's Gambit, where I've got One Night in Bangkok, the song from the musical Chess. Okay. <laughs> there were many songs I could have picked from Halt and Catch Fire, but I went with Valoria from the Pixies, which is the song that plays when uh joe and cameron are dancing at the the, like Comtech party that's that's a scene that stuck with me a lot that's very emotional and then like donna comes out of nowhere and is also staring at cameron like wow i miss cameron (laughs) then we got the pokemon theme the pacific rim theme of course the theme to dark 
which also gets a special award for hands down the best opening credit sequence of the year. I think the best opening credit sequence I've yes. ever seen. So that song yeah, is uh, incredible. That is Goodbye from Apparat and Soap and Skin. For Dr. Doom, uh, I gave him Prima Donna by Marina and the Diamonds. Prima Donna girl. All I ever wanted was the world. Can't help that I need it all. The Prima Donna life, the rise and fall. That sounds like Dr. Doom to me. <laughs> For Kantaro, it's the classic I Want Candy. Yep. For Maniac, I put Good down one. the song Maniac, and then I realized this really should be the song for Suspiria. Yep. <laughs> uh, for one of the weeks you weren't here, uh, I mentioned we read the hockey comic Check, Please. And for that, I, re- I put down Gloria by Laura Branigan, which became mm-hmm. the good luck song for our hometown hockey team, the St. Louis Blues. They like this became some sort of a ritual for them. And then when they realized they were doing really well and they would go into the playoffs, like this song carried them through. All of St. Louis was obsessed with the song Gloria for several months. They like put it on merchandise. Yeah. So this song will forever represent hockey to me. (laughs) Uh, For Stowaway, I have a song called Going to Mars by Judah and the Lion. (laughs) For House of Leaves, we got Lucky. The author's sister is the musical artist Poe, and she did an album called Haunted that is songs inspired by uh, House of Leaves. Like, she was working on this album at the same time Mark Z. Danielewski was writing the book, and they kind of influenced each other. I put on a song called Hey Pretty, uh, and this is the remix of the song that has Mark Z. Danielewski reading passages from the book in it. Cool. Pretty cool. I've got a song from the Digimon the Movie soundtrack. I've got that cover of Kids in America by Lynn. <laughs> the Leftovers, another show with really great needle drops, great use of music, but I went with Simon and Garfunkel's Homeward Bound, the song that Kevin has to sing at karaoke to save his life. Yep. Uh, for I think I, I got something for everything we covered in October, so at least I've got a solid month. For Lake Mungo, I've got Haunt by Bastille. Uh, for Brand New Cherry Flavor, I've got My Body's a Zombie for You by Dead Man's Bones. For Beetlejuice, <laughs> it's Banana Boat. Dayo. Yep, you have to. <laughs> Come, Mr. Tallyman. Uh, for Something is Killing the Children, I have a song called Bloody Shirt by To Kill a King. And for Suspiria, which I put on before, I realized, no, it's Maniac. It's just Maniac again two more times. Uh, It's a song called Animal by Sir Chloe, because it reminded me of that part in the movie where um, Susie talks about how the dancing makes her feel like it feels like sex, but not like the sex she would have with a man, like this animalistic, like instinctive sex. It reminded me of that. Um, Interesting. For Kiki's Delivery Service, it's just signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> and finally, for 8-Bit Christmas, I found a song by the um, nerd band Kirby Crackle called In Another Castle. That's just a song from Mario's point of view, like, dang, I can't catch up to Princess Peach. Every time there I try to find her, she's not there. So I wanted a Nintendo theme song, and I feel like that represents the kids, like, constant search for is this how i get an nes is this how i do it 
My yep. NES not is in, in another castle. scheme. Yeah. No, not in this mall. So there, there it go. is. There is playlist. Semblance of playlist. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah, we'll uh, you'll have to send me that link so we can put that in the description of the podcast yeah. and in the YouTube video. Uh, all of that stuff. So you guys can go check it out if you want. But yeah. That is this year, 2021. It is this year. Show. Good stuff. This was fun. I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah. And then we know we're start. We know we're starting off next year with the entire Matrix series, all three original movies, the Animatrix. And then we are going to talk about Matrix Resurrections. We don't know yet if it'll be in that episode or if it'll be a separate Reactor Core episode. Yes. Um, on top of that, have, have, have you started those yet, Melissa? I watched the first one and I am doing it in chronological order. I watched the first Matrix. Gotcha. Cool. Um, I, I was going to say, if, if you're doing that, if I'm not mistaken, I think technically the next thing that comes out is the Animatrix. I, I think oh, that's OK. The, there, there is. OK, thanks. Put, yeah. Put it this way. There's uh, a an animated short in the Animatrix that is really, really important for the world of the matrix but it's mentioned heavily in uh i think the third one so at at, at okay, least watch it bef- before the th- that's helpful th- third one specifically it's okay the, fu- the final flight of the osiris is the, the okay the sh- sh- short there but i know on hbo max it just plays them in whatever order it wants it to be in i don't remember which mm-hmm. one is first but yeah, so just FYI. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Starting the year off with The Matrix. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Movies of the future. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, cool. Yeah, I, we, I, I, I still don't have uh, exactly the, the, the things set that we will do for our, our first um, end of the month series starting yeah. in the new year. But I think uh, we will be talking about that on our retrospective. Uh, okay. So I, I am at, at least at least going to be throwing some ideas out there. Okay. And then by time we do our Matrix uh, one, we will announce that to be like, here's what we're doing for sure. Okay. So there you go. Good stuff. Well, happy 2021. We hope it was a good one for y- yeah. you guys. And happy 2022. We hope this next year will be a blast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. Me and my brother Jams co-host the show, and it's about uh, weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Oh, you guys want to stay up to date with me? I'm at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, if you guys want to follow all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. And we will see you all in 2022. Until then. Bye. Bye.